you're listening to the Visionary Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Rydell. Each week, I'll bring you conversations with some of the most passionate, hardworking, and limitless thinkers on this earth who have a story to share, a brand that inspires, or a fire inside of them to live life on their own terms. The intention behind each episode is simple, and that's to include you in these conversations so that you can learn, apply, and grow in your own life and in your business. If I can share one quick secret with you before we begin, it's that we all have a little bit of visionary inside of us, but perhaps somewhere along the line, someone told you to play small, to play safe, and that led you to live an ordinary life. Tuning into Visionary Life will help you dust off the limiting beliefs you carry around so that you can begin to create your own most visionary life. It's in you. It's in all of us. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. I wanted to really just jump right in and give you all an update on where I'm at thus far in my business and in my life in terms of 2020. So one of the last solo episodes that I recorded for the Visionary Life podcast was over the Christmas holidays in 2019. And that's where I did a really deep dive on my 2019 year in review and in my 2020 goals. So if you haven't listened to that one and you want to go back and just see what my um, expectations for 2020 are and what I was really proud of in 2019 and all that good stuff, then you can definitely go back and check that episode out. It is uh, some one that was released end of December or early January. I don't have the episode number for you. Anyways, I have been wanting to record more solo episodes for you. I say that often, but when life is full, when life feels busy, it does tend to be one of the first things that slips away. And so much as I do have ambitions to record more of these, I am just looking for different creative outlets to connect with you all and to reach you. And that doesn't always have to mean sitting down to record one of these episodes. Sometimes it's just through a simple Instagram story segment each day. Sometimes it's through writing a blog post. Sometimes it's by doing a Facebook Live. Um, I, I just aim to connect with you in ways that you enjoy, and that's not always in the long-form conversation. I love you guys so much, and I really value all of the listeners when I check in on the downloads of the podcast, even if the downloads aren't meeting my current expectations, I still have to check myself and remind myself that there are hundreds and hundreds of people who listen to this show. And though I don't know exactly who those people are because I don't get a nice printable list, um, I can still see in the metrics and just in the random times that you guys share the episodes on Instagram stories, I feel beyond grateful just that people are listening and that above that hopefully the content that I am providing is valuable and of course if there's anything that you ever want to hear in terms of content or experts or guests that I can bring on please let me know because this is your show I mean selfishly I love hosting it 
but at the end of the day, I really want this to meet your needs and to give you value in the ways that you are looking for support. So a couple quick updates off the top here. In March, April, and May, I'm actually planning two live podcast recordings in Toronto. So if you live in the GTA and you might like an invite to a live podcast recording, that will be where I invite a guest, a very notable guest, somebody who has an amazing community online and who I know you guys would really enjoy hearing from, I'm going to invite them to sit down with me in a live setting. We might either do it at Impact Kitchen or at a fitness facility downtown or at the Thompson Hotel. And we're going to do a two-hour evening where it starts with a little bit of curated networking where like, we're getting people to open up and um, just share little bits about who they are and what they're looking for support on. Then we'll get into the live podcast recording. And then finally, we'll close the night with either bringing on another expert or doing a Q&A panel. And honestly, guys, I've realized that as much as online marketing is the best, uh, getting out and meeting people is even better. (laughs) And so I want to create more real life visionary method and visionary life events for you. So that is in the works. Uh, I'm also in discussion with another entrepreneur about creating a one day long event for aspiring and startup entrepreneurs. So very excited to put that together. It will probably be instead of me rerunning my retreat this year. So last year I did the Visionary Life Retreat. This year I think we're gonna make it more of like a collaborative effort between a few different business owners. And last update that I wanna share is that I can't believe it's the end of February 2020 already. It has been such a kick-ass year already. Every time I step outside or step into the world, I am just floored with gratitude. And I know that sounds lame, but I'm really happy and I feel really free. I just uh, posted on Instagram yesterday, so on February 27th, about how free I feel. And I know that's a weird thing to say, and I I don't say that to be like, I'm free and you're not. But all the hard work that I've put in and all the connections I've made, and I've been working my tail to the ground, and I finally feel like the chains are off. And I'm so happy with everything in life at this moment. It just yeah, I still have really bad days and really hard things. And I have people reject me pretty much every day, right? Like the the taller you grow, the more wind you catch. And that is definitely true. I've had people say some pretty mean things to me over the last few weeks alone. But more than ever, I'm grounded in my message and I know what my vision is for this company, for this brand, how it's going to grow beyond me. And All the investments that I have made, putting money on the line, time on the line, energy on the line, I'm finally feeling it all come together. And that doesn't come just, you know, by sleeping on it. It truly is a labor of love. So what am I up to now? Well, 
number one, January was an amazing month. So let's start by recapping there. In terms of business, it was like balls to the wall. I hate that phrase, but I'm going to say it anyway. And it was go, go, go time. Obviously, the fresh energy of the new year really got me fired up. And I was hustling. And I'm always hustling. But January felt like... I'm so ready for this. And despite starting the month, I think I had bronchitis like the first three days of January. I was just like, this is not how I'm starting my day. Um, There's got to be a turnaround point. As soon as I got through that, I was so beyond ready to just like crush it in business. And it was also the start of a one-year business mastermind that I joined that cost me a lot of money and a lot of investment and trust in this community of people that they were going to be my people. And I can truly say that it has been an amazing investment. Way more than I ever thought I would want to invest in a coach. But you know how like you think at the time, oh, okay, for example, $20,000 for a year of coaching, that sounds insane. But then when you're charging $4,000 for a package, and you only need five clients extra to compensate for that 20 grand, it's like, what was I worried about, right? In January alone, I brought in $10,000 in my business. And I start with money because I am someone who is financially driven. It is not my why, it is not my core value. I don't even look at my bank statements ever, but I love the art of making money. So there. I said it. (laughs) Um, But above that, I was able to work with and impact 17 clients, both private coaching and people who hire me for the day and in my group coaching program. So that means so much to me. And I, in addition to making money and helping people, was able to live out my core value of feeling free, of freedom of living my most visionary life. And that included traveling to Mexico for four days to watch one of my best friends get married. It was the coolest experience. I hadn't been to an all-inclusive in like 11 years. And uh, it just felt like we were being spoiled. And that's pretty awesome. Uh, I got back for a week. And then at the end of January, I went to Los Angeles, LA, California for the first time. I had never been there before. And people always said, you would love it there. You would love it there. Well, I did. And I can't wait to go back. I was only there for a very short amount of time. But I know that when I get back, it's going to be another chance to explore the things that I missed. Um, I was there for a business conference, so there wasn't much time to do the nature stuff, the beach stuff, and there's so much to see there, right? So I was there to connect and to learn and to grow, and I feel like I did just that. Throughout January, I still had a few moments of being unclear, okay? Um... And I was yearning for these moments of clarity. And let me backtrack this a little bit by letting you know that for the last three to four years, ever since I went freelance in my business, I have run a small digital marketing agency. And that means that I work for various brands and businesses and people 
and I do things like their social media marketing for them and I do their email marketing and I create content calendars and I do um, strategy meetings with them and I'm training their employees and I am doing their goal setting on a yearly basis and I'm designing flyers and um, creative assets for Facebook posts and I'm running their ads. Guys, I could go on. I acted for the last four years as a stand-in marketing manager for a lot of people and a lot of brands and a lot of businesses. And this was amazing as I launched Visionary Life because it didn't put financial pressure on me to have a ton of coaching clients or to make my online course an instant success. However, What started to happen was my clients, as amazing as they are, I love them all to death, they started to need more of me. And I was running my consulting business 35 hours a week, and then in whatever free time I had, I was running Visionary Life, and I was coaching the Visionary Method. And as you can maybe predict, this became a bit exhausting because my weeks were 50, 60 hours, I don't know, like... I was just working all the time in my eyes. And so I kept having these pings of, oh my gosh, something needs to shift. You need to make a change and take a chance on yourself, Kelsey, because you've been doing the the double time, the double shift, like the nine to five with clients and then the five to midnight with your coaching business. Not a lot of people know this. People just think, oh, she does her podcast and coaching full time. No, guys, like I've built this up over a lot of time. And so I started getting really strong gut hits in January that I needed to do something different. I was not living my own most visionary life because I was feeling like a slave to other people's demands. And um, it was hard because I'm a yes person. I'm a people pleaser. I want to be all things to all people, but that's not what I teach, right? Like you need to niche down, you need to know your audience and you cannot be all things to all people. That literally does not work and it does no good for anybody because then you're being mediocre at a lot of things rather than being excellent at a few things, okay? So I decided that I needed to cut some cords. And for me, that is like the scariest thing because I just want to live in la-la land and be happy. But the pings were so strong that I decided like I got to stand up for myself and pretty much just call these people up and be like, I have changed everything in my business. And of course, I delivered this in a nice way. Uh, Well, first... I took a weekend away with Dave where we went up to a cottage in Muskoka, so in northern Ontario, not northern, but north of Toronto, and we got quiet for the weekend. Um, Wasn't around a lot of people. Uh, We were just in a cozy cottage, no plans. I was just really taking care of myself, taking baths every night, working out. We were going for walks on the lake because it was frozen over. And I just wanted to like sit in this decision for a few days. And I know that when I'm in the city and when I'm working and I'm, you know, doing all the things, I don't really have that clarity. And so it was at the cottage that I really got the green light 
to go ahead and take action on realigning the work that I was doing and and really just saying to myself, like, you got to listen, listen to that inner voice. Stop playing small. Stop, stop hiding behind other people. And so I felt as though three and a half years later, I had finally come to a place where I knew my worth. And I felt confident in my offerings and in my pricing and that I have some sort of superpowers or strengths or knowledge or experience that other people really want to know about. And I don't need to hide that anymore. And I don't need to be ashamed of sharing that. And my vision for this business grew so much greater than my ego that seemed to be holding me back from going all in. And if you remember from the episode I recorded all about my year in review of 2019 and my goals for 2020, you know that my word for 2020 is all in. And I finally felt exactly what I just said, that my ego was not going to crowd out my vision for success anymore. And so if I want to show up and dance for you guys on Instagram stories, because I know that's part of my brand, I'm going to do it. If I want to share publicly what I believe in order to attract people who also believe the same things, I'm going to do it. And I, I made those calls. Um, I upset a lot of people by closing down one chapter of my business. And that sucked. That, of course, doesn't feel easy. It doesn't feel good for me to make these hard decisions, but it's what needed to happen. And I guess a lesson that I really learned through this is that as you grow and evolve as a person and as a business owner, people ain't going to like that, okay? So whether you are moving on from your current role and all your current colleagues are like, what are you doing? Like, stay here with us. We have so much fun together. They, they want you to stay stuck selfishly. Or whether you decide to refine your services and stop doing all the things for people. Maybe right now you're doing people's email marketing, but that's not even your wheelhouse, not even your expertise. And so you say, I'm taking that away from my services. People aren't going to like that. They want you to stay where you are. And I, I met so much resistance of people being like, well, what are we going to do without you? Um, you're the only one that knows how to do all this. Uh, we need you. Like our business won't succeed without someone. What? And of course, the guilty feelings start creeping in. And, you know, this goes with changing as a human being as well. When you start to change, so maybe you have had the same core group of people around you forever and you continue to act like you used to act around them when in reality you're not really like that anymore you're not the same person but in order to pretend that you're still one of them you continue to meet them at your at their level right because that makes them feel good it's like if you want to give up drinking alcohol and then you go out for a friend and they're like i'm gonna grab a beer and they're like, aren't you grabbing one? And you're like, no, 
I'm, I'm taking a month off. And then they say, oh, come on. You're so much more fun when you drink. Like, just have one. We won't go crazy tonight. They want you to stay stuck because they're uncomfortable with your evolution. And that's pretty freaking scary. And that is why so many people never change and they never will change. They will never evolve because they're letting other people project how they're supposed to be and act in this world. And that is messed up, guys. This is the whole reason why I launched Visionary Life is because I believe we should evolve without limits and not worry about what anyone says. Not your mom, not your sister, not your daughter, not your friend, not your brother-in-law, not your aunt, not your cousin, not your boss, not your colleague, not your neighbor. Nobody should stop you from tapping into your potential. And in my case, my previous clients were trying to tell me, just stay as you are because you're doing a good job. When I knew deep down inside that my next level of growth was actually going to require me to close that chapter of my book. So that happened in February. Um, What also happened in February was that I launched the Visionary Method. And that is my group coaching program now extended to 120 days. And that was a ride. Like live launching a program or an online course is a trip, okay? It takes a lot of work. It's craziness. It's a lot of pressure, fear. The emotions come up. And quite truthfully, I almost didn't even launch it because I always have this sinking, nagging feeling of like, who's even going to join the program this round? Or what if it's not a success? And go figure. I, you know, I continued to squash those voices. Those voices don't go away. Um, Worked on my mindset and then go figure it was my most successful round to date. How selfish would it have been if I didn't launch the course and all of the people who are enrolled in this round didn't get an opportunity to join and to create the blueprint for their successful business. If I held back these skills, like they wouldn't maybe have learned them or they wouldn't launch this business in the time frame that I'm helping them to launch it in. So that is absolutely something that um, I feel was necessary to share with you all that in January 2020, I was facing the most doubt of why even bother launching this program. Nobody's going to sign up. But I worked through those fears and those really unmerited voices and then ended up being the most successful program. And I put a lot of effing work into it. um, But yeah, it was really exciting for me. So, okay, what's exciting me lately? Why don't we shift now to the present? So you've heard a little bit of a recap and I'll try to deliver these recaps more frequent so you can just like follow along the honest journey of who I am and what I do, and if this interests you, great. Um, But yeah, what's exciting me lately is really flowing day to day. So taking time to just seek inspiration and use that inspiration to make my next decision. And I've been listening to The Lively Show 
Uh, it's hosted by Jeff, Jess Lively. It's a podcast. And she's doing something called The Flow Diaries right now. And she's really talking about using those little pings to guide every decision in your life. And I really believe that that is what I'm doing. Um, I had a situation this morning where I was out walking my dog in High Park, which is a really large park in Toronto. And my dog, Abby, got a ping. She all of a sudden stopped in her tracks. We were running. She stopped in her tracks. She sat her butt down and she just was looking around, like turning her head left to right, left to right, like sensing, I'll call it. And then a car stopped, or the car was already there, I think. And so I turned off my music, and the car rolled down its window, and he said, hey, there's a coyote right there, and he points. And he said, it's waiting for its friend that's an injured coyote. He's like, I've seen another one hobbling around with one leg. It must have got hit by a car. And so I stand there, and of course, now I know why Abby stopped and started sensing and I am actually looking at the coyote and it was just really magical like majestic maybe is the right word the sun was shining I was just connecting with a stranger we were all stopped looking at it Abby was just still and I could tell she was just taking it in and I don't know if she saw the coyote but she definitely sensed it and for me this is the lesson of stopping slowing down tuning in and absorbing and then flowing to the next step. When I think of Abby, my dog in that situation, she got the ping, right? She got the ping of something is dangerous around here or something's not well. And then she didn't keep going with her walk. She didn't keep running with me. She put her butt down literally and started sensing. And she was thinking, she was looking, she was hearing, she was smelling. She's a really smart dog. She is a rescue. She fended for herself for a year. So she's got good outdoor skills. And I just loved this process of watching her stop when something wasn't right and taking it all in before taking her next steps. How much can we learn from our dogs? Wow. (laughs) So that's really exciting me right now is taking those moments of silence. And um, I've been turning my phone off every night at 830. I have an alarm that goes off. And it is when I flip my phone onto airplane mode, it gets turned over and I'm done. Like I'm not looking at texts. I'm not looking at emails. I don't care what's on my phone. I need to think and I need to slow down and I need to process the day and get a good night's sleep. So that's been great. I listened to another podcast that inspired me. It was called the Life Coach School Podcast. And it is an episode, I believe like 508 or 503, and it said, what are you using to buffer? And so I listened to this episode and she talks a lot about how alcohol can be used, even if you only have a drink a week, what are you using alcohol to buffer from? So maybe you're putting alcohol as a buffer between you and your family when you're with them. Maybe you're putting alcohol between you and the discomfort of needing to do your taxes in the evening. So you just think, well, if I just drink a little bit, it'll get better. 
Maybe you're hanging around people that you don't actually like that much, but when there's alcohol involved, it becomes tolerable. You're buffering. Um, maybe for you it's not alcohol. Maybe it's food or you turn on Netflix or you turn on the news to buffer between a situation that you don't have the best feelings towards. And I got really curious. I'm like, am I using alcohol or do I use alcohol as a buffer? I don't drink that often, but like mainly have a couple of glasses of wine on a Friday, a couple of glasses of wine on a Saturday. But I thought, do I need that? Yeah, it makes me feel chill and I really like it and it makes the conversation flow and um, it's a reason to like go out with friends and it's like a comfort to sip something. And what I realized was if I took that buffer away, would I still have the same experience? And the God honest truth is that I didn't know. I knew that when I really started to think about it, I was using it as a buffer. So I'm doing a little no drinking experiment and that's going to last for hopefully a month. Um, again, not that I ever drank heavily, but I'm challenging myself and I want to really upheave. Is that a word? Upheaval? Upheave? Uproot my belief systems around what I need and what makes me thrive and what makes me tick and what makes me happy. Um, also, I envision February being a massive month for my business. So I knew that taking away the booze, probably not going to hurt my success. So that's definitely something that's been exciting me lately. Um, another thing is that I'm, I'm unstructuring my schedule a little bit. I've been so rigid the past three years about maintaining a nine to five work schedule, but I'm a business owner. I can do whatever the F I want. Um, and the structure has served me really well, but I was declining a lot of midday coffee dates and I was fearful of doing anything inside the typical work hours that wasn't building my business. But I'm trying to like really get back to nurturing connections and switching up my day a little bit and making sure that there is time for a run midday or if I want to go to the gym at 11 or noon that I can, it's possible. Um, so that's definitely been exciting. And even today, just waking up, feeling that freedom that I went to bed with last night, knowing that I could get a little creation done this morning and quiet. Then I could go for a long run and walk with Abby. And then I could sit down here and, and talk to you guys and, and connect. And I don't know what the next few hours of the day bring. I've got some errands I want to run and Today I left it really as a thinking day because I have some stuff that I'm looking to create for the visionary method, but it feels good. And guys, I'm on this journey with you, okay? It's taken me so long to get here. So many years and months and days of deep commitment to failing forward and learning and being on a pursuit of growth. I've not watched a lot of Netflix over the last four years. I have not seeing my friends as much as I want to, but I have been striving for freedom and growth and connection and quality over quantity and being present in where I am. And I'm really happy. And so I wanted to share that with you. That might change. Like I might get a client that's like, 
you suck. And then I'll be crying (laughs) tomorrow. But I've built up some resiliency and some confidence in who I am and what I'm here to do and who my message is for and who it's not. So that's it. That is my first two months of 2020 in review. I hope you enjoyed this. And if it did light you up a little bit or make you tick, please reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Kelsey Rydell and I love hearing from you guys. So until then, have an amazing visionary day. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Visionary Life. I love bringing you these conversations on a weekly basis. So if you could help me out by rating and reviewing this show on your iTunes app, I would be so grateful. You can also support the show by taking a quick screenshot of the episode and sharing it on your Instagram stories. Just make sure to tag me at Kelsey Rydell. If you're feeling stuck, uninspired, stagnant, bored, or confused in what your next step should be, it's time to take action please reach out because I would love to connect with you. I'll catch you in the next episode.